It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Kat Timp. I'm Stuart Varney. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. I'm Evan Brown. Russia might be surrounding Ukrainian cities and cutting off whole populations, but it is also fighting its war on Ukraine elsewhere at sea. It's blocking ports and stopping movement, and Ukraine can't do much about it. Maintain this weird condition where Russia cannot impose its will from the sea but they can blockade Ukraine from using the Black Sea. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. The United States and European partners seem to continually rearm Ukraine's fighting forces, but things aren't going well for the Ukrainians. They lose dozens of soldiers daily, and Russia, while clumsily marching forward, is still overpowering them, even if more slowly than expected. And that is just on land. Offensive number two is by sea, and Russia's navy far outpowers Ukraine there. The Black Sea, as a uh, as a front in this war, is... There's two, two major things going on there. Mark Montgomery is with the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies. He is also a retired U.S. Navy admiral. First, the Russians are absolutely blockading um, the Ukrainian port of, uh, of Odessa, through which about you know, 90% plus of, of uh, its uh, foreign export uh, goods flow including, as you as uh, as is well understood now, a significant amount of wheat and uh, and other grain products that go to uh, North Africa, the Middle East, and Sub-Saharan Africa. So Russia has absolutely been successful at blockading Ukrainian um, uh, sea um, sea transportation, which is and will continue to have a significant impact on on Ukrainian GDP, but will also lead to a worldwide food crisis. Um, the second aspect of the, um, of, the, of the maritime front is that Russia has not been able to use amphibious forces or forces from the sea to impose its will in, uh, in amphibious actions at, say, Nikolaev, where they're in the middle of a ground war, or eventually Odessa. And that's because the Ukrainians had their own Neptune anti-ship cruise missiles, just a handful. They just started producing them. And it's, it's kind of famously, they sunk the Moskva, uh, a Russian uh, uh, cruiser, with, with, uh, with two Neptunes. But in addition now, they have harpoon missiles from uh, Denmark, and they're going to get launchers and missiles from the United States over the next few weeks. So I think they'll be able to maintain this weird condition where Russia cannot impose its will from the sea, but they can blockade Ukraine from using the Black Sea. What type of military technology... Do, do the Ukrainians have for fighting naval warfare? Uh, you, you've mentioned that they've uh, uh, that they are in sort of this this blockade scenario now. What really can the Ukrainians do about this, either on their own or with help, uh, mainly I guess from the United States or from uh, 
or from European help, uh, partners and, and whatnot? So uh, one of the outcomes of the 2014 uh, Russian invasion and illegal occupation of Crimea was that they grabbed a significant portion of the Ukrainian Navy. Uh, in, a, in, a, in addition, the Ukrainian Navy has decayed away, you know, kind of uh, Soviet-era equipment they had. It was aging out and not performing well. So the, the Ukrainians really do not have a traditional Navy in the sense of ships and submarines. What they do, did invest in was, was land-based anti-ship cruise missiles and some small patrol boats. Um, the small patrol boats are staying very close to shore, but their uh, anti-ship cruise missiles um, you know, are effective in keeping the Russians about 100 kilometers out to sea. And the way, of course, they target them are these neat TB2 drones that Ukraine has purchased from Turkey. And uh, they targeted, it is, it is believed that they are what targeted the, uh, the Moskva. But uh, in addition, they do a very good job of patrolling that 100 kilometers off the coast area, uh, giving them the full range of the missiles and keeping the Russian Navy out the sea. But in terms of traditional ships or submarines, the, the Ukrainian Navy really is just down to a handful of patrol boats. Seems that both in Atlanta and at sea that Ukraine is is certainly disadvantaged and and. Obviously, the United States and Europe has been trying to to bolster their capabilities, but eventually all of this will run out. Uh, Political tides might turn. The willingness to spend this kind of money might dwindle. uh, And Ukraine is going to have to sort of face some facts here and that they are being bested. Uh, What point in time do you think that happens? Because we've been hearing about this already in the wars, the battles over land, especially in the Luhansk and Donetsk areas uh, where Ukrainians have been losing a uh, hundred or more soldiers a day uh, and that cities are surrounded. Uh, eventually, the Ukrainians have to say to themselves, we've done our best. We have to stop this. We have to move on to the next phase of trying to uh, have some kind of control over our land, but an outright war is not something we can continue doing. So uh, how, what is the time frame for that, do you think? Uh, so, they can't keep this up I mean, indefinitely. I mean, the, kind of the, the, the end game of, of this conflict is, I think, driven by three burn rates. The first burn rate is how, how long can Vladimir Putin put up with the kind of casualties he's having, the loss of equipment, um, you know, does the uh, economic sanctions impact his GDP to an extent? In other words, an internal decision-making inside uh, Vladimir Putin's head that's very hard for any of us to have an assessment on. But I, I do believe that's one, you know, kind of burn rate of issue of, of him losing, you know, confidence and and uh, him being concerned about regime credibility. The other two burn rates are much easier to manage. One of them is exactly what you said, the Ukrainian resilience. Uh, at some point, losing more than 100 men or women a day in combat will become too excessive for the size of the Ukrainian military and the uh, and the augmentation from um, from volunteers um, and their own you know equipment that's that's unique to Ukraine. So that burn rate uh, is going down. Now I will say that could burn pretty low before um, Zelensky would throw in the towel because you know. Uh, Making a deal with the Russians has not been good historically. Um, third burn rate is the U.S. and its Western uh, partners. How long will we be able to provide this consistent, uh, you know, five to ten thousand rounds of, you know, 
artillery a week, anti-ship cruise missiles, howitzers, um, um, multiple uh, MLRS rocket launchers, all these kind of systems. And to what degree, and, and here you have to worry that the Europeans, you know, if they don't carry their load, the U.S. will become frustrated with them. So we have to do this together. So you have these three burn rates that all, at what point does one of them get to, to that decision where I have to make a deal? And, uh, and we really can't assess uh, Putin. Um, I think Zelensky will let it go pretty far. And the United States, it'll, it'll be dependent on whether our Western allies carry their load in this uh, kind of long-term logistics challenge we have of, uh, of uh, constantly rearming the Ukrainian army. But one, one of those gets to the point where they won't accept it anymore, then you're going to have a negotiated settlement. We've been talking with Mark Montgomery. He's a retired U.S. Navy admiral. He is now the director of the Center for Cyber and Technology Innovation at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. On the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Mark Montgomery straight ahead. What about, though, in the in the interim, before we get to that point? I mean, we are still supplying, or so we're told, we are supplying the Ukrainians with armaments. Uh, there are reports that uh, even though we have allocated a, a, such and such missile systems and such and such ar- armaments and uh, defensive technology, it doesn't all get there very easily or very quickly. Uh, what What is the condition of, of the things that we have said we will send to them? Have, have they received these items? Are they using them? Do they know how to use them? Uh, and is it really ultimately making much of a difference? Well, that's a great question because it's, it's a complicated answer. The, the answer is on some things like 155-millimeter howitzer rounds, they're getting there quickly. They're easy to deliver. They know how to use the M177s now. I think that is flowing in rapidly. Um, on the other hand, systems where there's, a, 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 a re, there's no equivalent currently in the Ukrainian inventory, so you're training someone from, from the, the bottom up, some of those take weeks uh, to even a month or two to deliver. And, and I think if we were to have delivered um, the, uh, the um, large um, you know, un, uh, unmanned air vehicle drones, uh, the Gray Eagles that we're looking at, they could have easily taken months to train on properly and safely as well. And then you have issues of things like modifying harpoon weapons launchers to be used from shore instead of from sea. There's a technical need there that could take weeks and then the training after that of weeks. So that could end up in months. So some of these things are, they, you know, as soon as we say send it, you know, it's as fast as the C-117 can do a pickup to a drop off in Germany. It can move forward to Poland and then into Ukraine. Other ones, it's as you as um, as you know uh, as uh, we both have mentioned, could be weeks or months even. Retired Admiral Mark Montgomery, now the senior director of the Center for Cyber and Technology Innovation at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown: War on Ukraine. Thank you very much. been listening to the fox news rundown Rundown. stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com and for up to the minute news go to foxnews.com this is jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for fox across america where we'll discuss every single one of the democrats dumb ideas just kidding it's only a three-hour show listen live at noon eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com